Hey everybody, this is Chip Ratliff, and you are on Radio 1 Chicago. Say man, yeah man, remember back in the day man, back uh-huh. when, when everything was cool and the funk would rule man. Right on. Yeah, everything was cool man, wasn't all this craziness going on oh, man. No, man. Y'all wanna go back? Yeah, yeah man. I said y'all wanna go back? Yeah, yeah man. man. Give me some of that bass man.
Hey everyone, you're listening to Alex on Radio 1 Chicago. Uh, joining me in studio now is Chicago bassist, writer, and producer Chip Ratliff. How are you? Hey Alex, how you doing? Thanks Good. for having me. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, so that was your song, Back When We Was Funky, off of your album Resilient. Mm -hmm. uh, so funny story, we weren't supposed to start off with that song. <laughs> so originally, how long was that? Is that tune? It's like nine minutes or something <laughs> like that. Sorry, you know. guys. No, that's all right. It was it's about nine minutes long, and that was the one I said, you know, I like it, but I, that's not what I wanted to give you to start off with. And, um, and um, he came back in. I forgot your name. Uh, Gabe. Gabe. Gabe came back in. He looked at me, and he's like, you gave me a nine-minute song to play. I'm like, no, man, that ain't the one I told you to play, Gabe. That ain't the one I told you to play. You're like, that's not. No, but, but, yeah. it, it but I hope you enjoyed it, though. I hope you enjoyed it. No, absolutely. And it's like one of those songs, too, that, you know, you can you can just keep playing. You know, you don't know it's so yeah. long. It's just kind of like it grooves and it, yeah. you know, stretches. Yeah, and that's, it's, 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 it is based on, I mean, it is definitely a tribute and a nod to James Brown. Absolutely. That's what it's supposed to be. Um, it, there's no mistaking, like, you know, I thought I came up with something, you know, just so original. It is a nod to James Brown. I mean, I even give James Brown a shout in the song, you know, and we do one of his riffs or whatever, horn riffs. Um, my uh, horn, um, the guy I co-arranged some of the horns with, um, Chris Green, um, he came up with that James Brown part, and I'm like, that's perfect, you know. Um, it was actually written Right, that I wrote that bass line right after I heard a song by Maceo Parker and Fred Wesley um, off of a CD called Live from Planet Groove. And the song is um, Shake Everything You Got. And I remember I heard it. I heard it on the street. This was back when in Evanston. And I was walking down the street, and there was this um, record store called Rose Records in Evanston, and they would play just music all the time. You could hear it coming out the studio. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, out the store. And I was walking around the corner, and I heard this, and I, I stopped. I'm like, I ran in the store. Who is that? And they're like, oh, it's Fred. It's um, Maceo Parker and Fred Wesley and, and, and Pee Wee Ellis. They did this um, album called um, Shake Everything You Got, and I'm like, I got to have it. And I bought it, and I went home, listened to it, and it inspired the bass line that you just heard, you know. And I just put everything around it, and it's been kind of sitting there for a while until I came up with the words, and the words just kind of flowed, you know, out finally um, one day. And um, if you listen to it, it's called Back When We Were Funky. It, it's supposed to bring you back to a time in, like, in, I would say in the 70s when, when, you know, funk was on the radio and the, the the fighting in the streets and the things that were going in the streets was basically, you know, people trying to, you know, soul power and let's, you know, be positive and things like that. And let's, you know, let's fight the man, you know, that kind of thing. It yeah. wasn't like, you know, let's kill each other kind of thing. Yeah. And that's when that's the whole title of, you know, back when we were funky. Let's go back to that time, you know, mm -hmm. when the funk was rude. And then would you say that, you know, you have like seven tracks on this album eight including the intro mm -hmm. um and the whole idea of like resilient you know just is that kind of what like theme well the actually album? the i <laughs> the 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 name resilient came from basically i a couple of years ago i was going through some health issues mm -hmm. and i've come out on the other side positive and moving forward and one of my doctors said to me he said 
Mr. Ratliff, you are one of the most resilient patients I've ever had. And that stuck with me. He said, you know, I think you should be praised because there are a lot of people who've gone through what you've gone through that would have come out the other side and just kind of, you know, just stayed there and just let things happen as they may. But you keep moving forward and you keep trying. And he said, you should be, uh, uh, you know, commended for it. You know, and he said, if you were an athlete, you'd been on injured reserve for a year and you'd have come back and they'd have thought you made a miraculous comeback and you'd have been heralded. I think we should herald you. You're one of the most resilient uh, patients I've ever had. And so the name resilient stuck mm-hmm. in my head and that's where it came from. Yeah, just kind of like pieced everything yeah. together. And yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Excellent. Um, so a little bit of background, just, you know, how long have you been playing music? Oh, wow. I've been playing music. I've been playing bass professionally since I was 18 years old. And I'm not going to tell you how old I am now. <laughs> just to say I'm not 18 anymore, and yeah. it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, I wrote my first song with my uncle Fernando Jones when he was six and I was five. The song was called Get Out of Here. Um, and I'll, I'll sing a little bit for you. Yeah. It went, get out of here, get out of here, get out of here. Get out of here, get out of here, get out of here. Entire song <laughs> was that, <laughs> you know, just with ten blues, minutes on with, with, Yeah, yeah, another ten minutes song with blues changes, you know, and we just sang that over and over again. Yeah, um, is hook line and everything all all combined into one lyric and and and, and chorus all combined into one. But um, I've been performing music, like I said, performing music since I was about eighteen. Um, but before that, I mean, I've been entertaining all my life. You know, mm-hmm. I'm the kid that at a drop of a dime that would jump up and do his spot on, if I may say, uh, Michael Jackson and Elvis Presley impersonation. There you go. And, oh, um, oh yeah, I was an Elvis fan back in the 70s. <laughs> but um, it was, I mean, it would be spot on. Um, I always say I was the first Michael Jackson impersonator. These guys ain't got nothing on me. <laughs> you know, I yeah. was the first one out there doing Michael Jackson in the 70s when people thought you were crazy doing it, but they liked what you were doing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's how long I've been performing. Uh, and where in the city did you grow up? You grew up in Chicago. Southside, Southside, Southside Chicago. Mm-hmm. I um, most of my most of the time in Inglewood. Um, then we moved to a little further south, um, Chatham, and then we moved mm-hmm. out to the um, I guess you would call it the West Pullman East Roseland area, I guess. And yeah. um, then I moved from there, kicking and screaming up to Evanston um, when I got married, and now I'm uh, north. Shore kind of person, you know, northern suburbs kind of person, but grew up um, in the city. Yeah, so south, traveled south. around. Oh, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, north yeah. The south, south, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how has kind of, you know, growing up in the area and kind of moving around, you know, all around Chicago kind of helped influence you as, you know, as a performer, as an artist? Uh, musician well it's it's been great because I as a musician you get one of the great things is that you get to see so many different places Mm -hmm. Um, I mean you get to perform on the south side I I had the the I had the pleasure and the honor of performing at the old uh, checkerboard lounge when it was on 43rd Street Um, when I mean guys like and I'm going to name some guys that you guys might not even know, but I mean like the, the old school guys like Junior Wells and Lefty Diz is a cousin of mine. All these guys, I would sit there and watch them play in this little club. And most of the people that would come see these um, guys were the kids from University of Chicago. Mm-hmm. They'd come see these guys. But then I would be able to go and play a show in Humboldt Park 
on the west side at Rosas. You know, then I would be able to play a show at Northwestern, you know, on the North Shore. So, I mean, it was just, I'd be just everywhere, and I'd get to see or on the south, far southwest suburbs or something like that. Um, I'd get to see so many different people and so many um, different, you know, styles of living, you know. But they were all receptive to the musicians. They were all receptive to the, to the, to the music, and they were all appreciative. So, yeah. you know, it's one of those things that just, you know, it, 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 it was, it's a perk. It's a perk mm-hmm. being a musician. And then, you know, Chicago is home of the blues, and then, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure you're very heavily influenced in that and, you know, oh. just growing up in Chicago. Oh, absolutely. Um, my... I mean, just going back in some history, my grandfather actually played with B.B. King back in the old days of Memphis. You know, the story um, is that um, before B.B. got famous, he would play, he was playing guitar with B.B. King, and he had 13 kids, including my father. And my grandmother was like, you can either go out down the road with the B.B. King, or you can, I got 13 kids, you ain't going out on the road with no B.B. King, I got these 13 kids. Excuse me, these 13 kids here. So that kind of killed that, (laughs) you know. (laughs) So he stayed at home with the 13 kids. Uh But um, not only him, his brothers, um, my uncle, um, Fernando Jones, who's only a year older than me, he's um, um, here in the blues scene. Um, I've got uncles that were playing down at the, like I said, checkerboard lounge, Teresa's and all that, and they were friends with these guys like Junior Wells and, and, and Lefty Diz, like I said, was a cousin of mine, and um, Buddy Guy, you know. Yeah. Um, they were down there playing with these guys, you know. And a lot of times, you know, these guys were just guys that my uncles were hanging out with. I mean, literally, Buddy Guy would come driving down the street, <laughs> and I just thought he was just a guy in a Cadillac or a Rose or whatever he was driving at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, didn't resonate yet. Didn't resonate yet. No, 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 no. And um, they were just real cool guys, and they were real cool to us, you know. And um, I got to literally sit at Willie Dixon, the guy who was the architect of blues from Chicago, and wrote. I mean, I always tell people who Willie, who was Willie Dixon. Whenever you tell somebody blues, they go dun 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 dun. That's the guy who wrote dun 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 dun. So. Let's just talk about how essential that is. So to give you an idea of who Willie Dixon is, mm-hmm. he wrote Hoochie Coochie Man. He wrote them. He wrote songs like that for uh, Muddy Waters. And I actually got a chance to sit at his kitchen table. He lived out in California at the time. Sit at his kitchen table and him telling me, telling us about how these songs were written and, and how, you know, why the bass line was this way and it wasn't played this way. Like there's a, there was one song I can't remember. It was... Howlin' Wolf played it a certain way because he couldn't play it the way it was written. <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, it, it was that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, I had an honor of being literally at the, like I said, at the feet of these masters mm-hmm. and learning from them. So that's why there's some blues on here. And I said, you know, I've, why am I hiding behind, why am I running away from those roots? That's what I am. I grew up listening to this stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I'd be trying to sleep, my father would be playing a Junior Wells album in the other room in the middle of the night. And I'm like, oh, God. But now I remember, I think about it, it's, it's in me now. You know, it yeah. was training me. You know, I home. love it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It hits home. Absolutely. You know? um, so you do have uh, an upcoming 
event that you wanted to speak to? Oh that? yeah, um, next Saturday. I mean, I've got a couple. I've got. I got. I just got to throw this out there. On Monday, we're playing at Touch of the Past on the West Side, yep. um, on Belmont. I mean, sorry, in Bellwood. So come out to that on Monday. But this event is a special event. Um, it is the like it says it's an intimate and funky performance um, by me at the Shorefront Legacy Center next Saturday the 26th um, at 7 p.m. Shorefront is 2214 Ridge Avenue on the lower level. Um, the seating is limited, so you know we tell you to make your reservations now. But if you get there, get there. Come on out. Period. Yeah. Just come out. Don't think you're not going to get a seat. Just come on out. Mm-hmm. And it is a it, Shorefront. Oops, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Shorefront is a um, nonprofit. It's basically what we do is we collect, preserve, and educate about black history on Chicago Suburban North Shore. Um, and um, I thought it was the best place to have this performance to celebrate the worldwide release of Resilience. Um, it's resilient is available not only at chipratliff.net, it's available on iTunes, Spotify, every place you can download music. You know, I've actually got the founder of Shorefront here with me, Mr. Dino Robinson, is sitting right next to me. He's actually a Loyola alum, and so that's why I brought yeah. him too. But, um, <laughs> you know, he can speak to Shorefront a little bit more because he founded it. And, uh, and, and I'm going to give you uh, an idea. I'm gonna, I, I don't know how much time I got, but. <laughs> Dino founded Shorefront based on going into the Evanston um, Historical Society. Am I correct? Yeah. Evanston Historical Society. Mm -hmm. He was doing some research on African Americans on the North Shore. He went in and said, I want everything you have on African Americans. This was about 20, a little over 20 years, years ago. But still, this is, we're talking about the 90s. And they went in the back and brought back a box like a copy box, yep. Xerox box, with the word colored on it. And that was all they had on African-American history in Chicago suburban North Shore. That's all. And he said, oh, no, 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 there's got to be more than this. And that grew and grew and grew and grew. But um, this event next Saturday is going to be, I, I, I'm going to put all my all into it, and it's going to be great, so come on out. Um, I don't know if you want to talk to him or whatever, yeah. but um, if you want to say anything, do you know about the event? Well, you always like to tell that story there. And, um, yeah. The mm-hmm. thing is that um, the, the, the organization Shorefront started because there was no repository in the North Shore that talked about the, uh, the African-American experience on the North Shore. Um, and so the, the impetus with this is to build an archive uh, where people can come and do research, mm-hmm. perform, um, produce product is what we like to say. You yeah. know, if you're doing research, write a book, do a documentary film. And in Chip's case, I mean, uh, we like to bring his music in. And it's n- not by accident that not only is he performing there, but we're also archiving his work there. So we have some early stuff, some early mixtape, I call it mixtape stuff. And, yeah. <laughs> and early posters and early attempts to do his albums. And we go out and do our own photo shoots and, and build this archive. Um, he eventually, um, after one of his performances there, the earlier one, he... Um, donated his first um, guitar oh, to the archives, you know, with the box and the stickers where he went and toured. And yeah. So it became part of the, a bigger collection that we have of other North Shore musicians like Patty Drew, Kay Davis, who sang with Duke Ellington, uh, the Gems, the Foster Brothers, um, and many others, you know, that came from North Shore. Great. Uh, so that event is on Saturday. The 26th. The 26th. Mm-hmm. Perfect. At 7 p.m. At 7 p.m. 
Great. Um, well, we have time for one more song, so I think we should play our bluesy song that we were mentioning Since earlier. Since I talked about it, yeah. yeah. I was like, <laughs> we, we talked about the blues a little bit. So we I think, can, we yeah. can go ahead and play Somewhere Not Thinking About You. Um, it's, it's got some humor in, in it. You, you'll be able to hear it in it, but um, it does have some great musicianship in it, so go ahead. Absolutely. All right, well, gentlemen, thank you very much for coming in and joining us on this Thursday at Radio 1 Chicago. Okay, um, thank you, thank you so for having us. Absolutely. We appreciate it. Um, so we're going to play Somewhere Else Not Thinking About You.